riding a big flood of caffeine into the new year. Yes. <laughs> this is the Creative Double Shot, a conversation about building the creative life you want. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Ginger. If you want more creativity in your life, let's talk. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Creative Double Shot in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> and because it's the new year and it's our first podcast of the new year, we feel we would be doing ourselves and, and everyone and everyone, our listener, <laughs> the listeners, uh, a disservice if we didn't talk about New Year's resolutions, because everyone loves those. Yes. And they always work. Yes. Right? Who here has ever set a resolution that they didn't follow through on? Exactly. Not never. me. Never. Who is a big fat liar? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's interesting, I think, as we have been doing this podcast and we do a lot of reading online and in books, but especially online, and it's interesting to see a lot of the things that we talk about kind of are bubbling up everywhere, obviously. Like we haven't created these ideas and we're not the ones who are on the leading edge necessarily, but we are talking about them. And it's interesting how I think um, we've both come across things discussing New Year's resolutions and how I think a lot of people push back against the concept of New Year's resolutions. And uh, there's probably a good reason for that. And it's probably because... Most of the time they end in shame and sadness <laughs> and then we feel bad about ourselves, which, you know, yeah. we can do that without the New Year's resolutions, yeah, right. which is fantastic. And so, yeah, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that, you know, the whole, what is it, the saying, new year, new you. Uh, the idea is that you as an individual at this moment in time are crap. Right. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, you're, no, no one you're wants. You're so last year. Well, yeah, exactly. No one wants this version of you now. So you need to get better and, and be better. And so we make these unrealistic uh, goals. Like I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to get a 12 pack abs by going to the gym twice a day, every day. I'm going to, you know, we set these unrealistic goals because we want those things. We, we think we want them, but obviously the way we we either set unrealistic goals that we can't sustain. The unsustainability is a big one, right? It's interesting that so many of them are related to our physical being. And is that a chicken or an egg? It's a chicken and an egg thing. Is it that it's a great way to sell fitness programs? <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> and so we've all bought into it. But anyway. No, no. I think, well, and I think let's, you know, we zoom out a little bit and talk about resolutions in general. You know, it's a, it, the new year is a, a logical breakpoint to kind of evaluate and look at things. And, and of course, marketing, I think your point is really great, is that marketing is all based on our discontent. You mm. know, oh, well, if you just have this, you can, you, you, everything will be great. If you just have this vacuum, your life will be amazing or, you know, whatever. One of the things we want to look at is why do our New Year's resolutions, by and large, I would say, not, not yours and mine because we, we don't make them, no. Um, but most people, you know, we start out strong and then we lose steam and then we fail. And, and what are some of the reasons that that happens, do you think? Well, I think if you base everything on the premise that you're not good enough, then 
you're basing everything on trying to move forward from a place of deficit. Yeah, like you're flawed. So we're all flawed, which we all know, right? And and <laughs> it's this idea that I think one of the concepts you've been talking about this week from the book, 4,000 Weeks, mm. you had mentioned the idea of this always looking toward the future. And this idea, if I can just get to, and we've talked about this before in terms of our creative practice, if I, if I can just get this one thing, if I can just get to this point, everything's going to flow from there and be awesome and amazing. And what we have repeatedly learned in our own creative practices is that that's never the case. You're, you're always working towards something and there's always something to work towards. So you're never finished and you'll never get it right. Yeah. So, no. So why bother? You'll never get it done. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> I, that was my inner critic. You just, can't get it wrong. Oh, you can't get it and wrong. And you'll never nice. get it done. My inner critic took that and <laughs> exactly. twisted the words. And yeah, so inevitably, if we start out from a place where we're trying to do this thing, we make this resolution because we feel like we're lacking, and then it's, we either maybe find something online or in a magazine that says, oh, here, you know, 30 days to do this, 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 and this. And we don't, we love the idea of it and it's, it's prescriptive and it, we don't have to think about it. And so it seems easy, but what we don't take into account is the rest of our lives, right? So it's like, well, I, I know I'm supposed to, you know, run two miles every day as part of this program, but it's also 12 degrees out. Yes. And I don't want to. <laughs> but but and, we, now, and now I feel really bad about myself. We never cause... seem to take into consideration how much we're not going to want to do stuff. <laughs> right. Well, and that, and that goes to another point that you brought up is that a lot of these are based on the on willpower. Right. It's, it's willpower. And we all like to think that this time is going to be different, but we've also, I think most of us have demonstrated over and over again <laughs> that this time is in fact exactly the same, which is interesting because that plays into narratives and stuff like that right. too. Oh, yeah. But, but I, luckily we have a six-step plan for you. <laughs> that's right. No, First, run two miles in the morning. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, and then if it's really cold, run longer. It's great. So. But it's interesting because as you're talking, I realize that it's built on this very shaky foundation of a feeling of sadness or well, it lack. Is, yeah. You know, it's built on a bad feeling, basically. And we do it. It with the idea of not wanting to fail in our mind versus kind of that whole thing about the short-term gain versus the long-term gain too that plays into it. But also we, I think we disregard our own proclivities and desires and how we feel instead of like kind of going, okay, well, and we'll get into this a little bit, but like drawing on what we already know about ourselves to plan a course for the future that seems two things, one, sustainable, and two, relatively enjoyable, you know, right. like something that feels good versus like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to have failed. And then people are going to laugh at me because I told them I was going to do this 30-day program and I've gotten two days into it. And I decided to read books instead, <laughs> which that's not based on personal experience. All right, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Um, and yeah, and so all the things, like you said, the shaky foundation makes it very difficult that we're going to succeed in some of these types of resolutions. Right. And it's really easy to broaden, like we're getting, we joked this morning that we're starting to get into doing a life podcast instead of a creative <laughs> right. pro podcast. But as we've said multiple times and is very true for us and probably for many of our listener, that you <laughs> can extrapolate that you're behavior and your experiences in your creative practice 
seem to mirror that of life. Yeah, there's a Venn diagram where basically your creative practice is a circle and then your life is a bigger circle that totally encompasses your creative practice. I I don't think anything that we're talking about is unfamiliar to most people. You know, I think, um, I'm not even sure the last time I actually made a resolution, like I'm going to do this one thing in in the next year. Um, At some point I turned to, I'm going to try and be a better person. I'm going to try and do these sort of incremental things, be more aware of myself. I think, and I think more than anything, that's, that's the most helpful thing that can help you get to places you want to go. And also it can help you enjoy the moment a little more mm-hmm. too, because you're being more reflective in moments as opposed to always like discarding feelings of the moment by thinking of stuff that's in the future. So what are some alternatives that aren't just like, well, you know, I'm going to make this list and then I'm going to read it in four months and really feel bad about myself. (laughs) I get a newsletter from this uh, literary agent. She sends it just to me, Um, (laughs) to uh, Kate McKean. She's also a writer. She's an agent, but she has a a newsletter which you can subscribe to. But uh, I, of course, get the free one because I don't pay for her newsletter. And I'm sorry (laughs) for that someday. (laughs) Anyway, see, shame. It's all shame. This year, I'm going to pay for that subscription. Um, Anyway, she talked about the idea of instead of setting, even she was talking about goal setting. She wasn't even talking about resolutions. She was talking about goal setting. And she said, you know, this past year, 2021, and I think probably the the pandemic has reshaped how people think about all this stuff because we've had a lot more introspection time. But she said, I didn't set any goals. And instead, what I did was I looked at all the stuff I did the previous year and just made a list of all the things I had done. And that was really empowering because it's like, oh, well, I do stuff all the time, essentially, is what it comes down to. And we do, you know, we all participate in in many things, whether it be, hey, I'm I'm keeping the household running, um, you know, I'm bringing in a paycheck, I read 42 books, whatever. And uh, I thought that was really kind of a nice way to pivot from, oh, I, I've got to set these goals and then I've got to check them off when I make them because, and then what happens after you do your goals? Like, well, I got to set more goals and shoot for them. And then what happens is eventually your only thing that's going to happen is you'll die. Um, <laughs> and you'll have all these goals that you've checked off. And so I, I don't think goals are a bad thing. I don't think you think goals are a bad thing. No. But I think we have to make sure our goals are in service to how we want to live and how we want to do our creative practice. And I think that's the part that is challenging because we want to get prescriptive too. It's like, oh, uh, I'm going to write 2,000 words a day. I'm going to write every day or I'm going to, you know, do four hours in the studio every day for painting. And then when we don't, we feel bad about that too. And it's just like, good Lord, you know, can, can we just feel good about something? And so there's the nugget that we feel like you can rely on to head into the new year, instead of like being very prescriptive, maybe it's more about giving yourself permission to try things and see what works for you. Like say, oh, you know, this year I'm just going to try different techniques and methods that help me engage in my creative practice in a way that I feel good about. And so you could say, okay, I'm going to try 2,000 words a day. I can, I can try that. And if that's not working and I'm only hitting 1,000, be like, well, maybe 1,000 is enough. Or, oh, I'm not writing every day. It's like, well, that's fine. Maybe I can try one day a week where I write twice a day. Or, you know, there are, like, like, there are a million ways to approach your creative practice that can be fulfilling as opposed to just being like, well, I tried it and I missed and I can't. And one of the things we were talking about this morning was the idea that your creative practice, as we've said, is a practice. 
So you're constantly evaluating it, reviewing it, seeing where you are. And so there's really not a huge need to set a, like a resolution as there is to like, okay, it's the beginning of the year. Let's see where I am based on, you know, what I was telling myself I was going to do last month and how I was approaching things and kind of go from there because then it's not like this huge quantum leap to the next step. Exactly. I think that's what we're, we were talking about, the possibilities. We set these big resolutions because we think, like you said, we think we're going to be different. But I love the idea of looking back. Well, what's worked for me yeah. in the last couple of months? Well, I'm going to do more of that. And letting your, your feeling be your guide. Like if you're not sure, like if you're looking, you can look back on the previous year and go, okay, here were some moments, here were some things that I did that I really, I enjoyed. And what did I enjoy about them? I, you know, oh, I just like the feeling of hitting the flow state when I was doing X, Y, and Z as a, you know, cause I think, I think, I mean, we love the product, you know, you, oh, I made these pots and here they are and those are cool. But then we start tearing them down immediately mm-hmm. when, in fact, you know, trying to think about what it felt like when you were actually doing the work that you were doing. But I think letting your feelings guide what's going to work for you and what's not. Yes, I love that. Unless it's you're feeling best when you're eating Cheetos and <laughs> drinking a Dr. Pepper, watching oh, MASH yeah. again for the 57,000th time. No, I, which, you know, I, I think that's the other thing, too, like giving yourself grace and be part of your moving ahead, like being kind to yourself and yes. being giving yourself permission to, uh, to fail. Yeah. In that 4,000 Weeks book, he talks about a woman named Karen Rinaldi, who's a writer, and on the side, she's a surfer. And I just loved his story about her that she took five years to even stand up on the surfboard. And she loved the process so much that she kept after it for five years just to try to stand up. And she said, yes, it's, you know, it's for the thrill of that. But the, the revelatory thing for her was being willing to suck at something and not care because she was just loving the process. Yeah. So doing something just for the process of it, not for the outcome. Yeah, I wonder how much too she enjoyed being out in amidst the waves and the just the whole thing is pretty probably pretty spiritual the experience, in its way. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I, I want to go back to something you just said there, and that's the uh you said she's a surfer, she's a writer and a surfer. Oh and, right. And ah. we were talking about that really, you know, I'm just Jonathan, you're just ginger, and we do these things, but we're not what we do. You know, those are those are just things that we do. Things we do, yeah. And I think if you can separate that, like that helps. Mm. It makes it easier to, I think, to dig into something that you're maybe afraid of digging into. Like, uh, oh, I'm not a writer. It's like, well, you can you write? Then you know you you have that you have that ability, and you don't have to be a writer to write. Right. But again, if and you, you don't ri- have to call yourself a writer, you don't. That's have right. To, yeah. It's funny in the writing world, it's always like, well, am I, I'm a writer, but I'm not an author because I don't have anything published yet. And it's just like, whatever, you know, same thing. Like it's all semantics and it doesn't matter. And, you know, we were talking about some things as far as the being willing to try new things and stuff, but basically it's all about giving yourself permission. I think that's mm-hmm. a great way to approach the, a new year or any time throughout the year. It's like, well, it's okay. You know, like give yourself permission to try stuff, like you said, and try, try and fail and do it badly. And because what you're looking for is just that, that gratification of being in the moment more so than, than what you're 
producing concept that we've talked about before, but it's so important is that this idea that um, we limit ourselves, we, we cut ourselves off from things we think we'd like to do because of any number of reasons, and usually it's ego and, and things like that, um, and fra- being afraid to fail, being afraid to suck, not being awesome immediately, and, uh, and who cares, ultimately? Like, give yourself permission to do all those things, and, and just, if you, feel, if you feel an urge or have a curiosity to do something creative, then there's no reason not to. There's, yeah. no, there's no reason. It just occurred to me while you were talking, too, that I used to say, well, they're going to think I'm blah, blah, blah. And I wish I knew which episode it was when you said, is they you? So when you catch yourself going, well, people will think I'm silly or, you know, whatever, like, will they or will you think that about yourself? And I think changing that and going, well, you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm just going to try this and it's okay. Yeah. However it turns out. I think that's awesome. Right now I'm working on finishing this. I just started edits on my novel and the goal is to get it better. <laughs> and I'll probably do multiple rounds this year. And I'd love to, you know, my current goal for that is to try and have it by this fall where I feel like I can maybe start querying for, um, for agents. But I also know that my process is not particularly fast. And I know that it when you get in there and you start changing things, that other things can result out of that. So I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't. And I'll say this, I think when I first started writing this, I had this idea that by 2019, I'll be trying to get agents for this book. And well, here we are, it's 2022. (laughs) And, And I can't even blame the pandemic. You know, it has nothing to do with that. It's just my process. What so far, and this is the second time I've gotten to this point of a novel is it just takes a lot of thinking and doing and redoing for me to get to a place where I feel like I have something that's, you know, that I'm willing to put out there for people to, because I want people to enjoy it the same way I would like to enjoy a book. So yeah. anyway, I, so setting goals is good, but I think, I think it works better if you set them in the context of your overall creative practice and remembering that the real reason that we engage in our creative practice is because it makes us feel good, you know, and we like the struggle and the challenge and the learning and all that stuff. So yes, I'd love to have my book and have it on the shelves and all that stuff. But if that never happens, it's okay because I still enjoy the process and I enjoy the trying. And just like the surfer, I'm sorry, just like the woman. (laughs) Who surfs. Who surfs. um, You know, it's just being being in it, being being out there or in there or whatever. And uh, so enjoy the process. Yeah. And so we're not saying not to set any goals, but it's okay to to set more ephemeral goals or nebulous goals and I think the giving of the permission is just un- mm, super key. key. Have you done any goal setting or anything like that for 2022? So not really. Yeah. And you know, I realized that my word so last year I didn't set any goals and I but my word well, one of my words, I, I tried to, for the last few years, I've come up with a word that I want to kind of embody. And so last year, my word was self-compassion. Nice. And I realized, and I didn't set any specific goals around that. I just said, I'm going to be kinder to myself. I'm going to try to treat myself as I treat others. Yeah. Because I'd always been my worst critic and that still comes back with a vengeance. It's really interesting to see it. 
but now I recognize it. And so I spent the last year just trying to catch myself not being kind to myself. Yeah, sure. And changing that narrative a little bit like, no, it's you're okay the way you are. And now I realize that as I head into this year, I'm not feeling this huge weight of wanting to change myself a whole bunch. And right. I find that really fascinating. So I didn't set a specific goal, but I think I reached a very important one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Which is, and I want to continue that. I want to continue to be kind to myself. It's wild. It takes us all the way back to the beginning. And, you know, if, if resolutions are traditionally based on not liking who we are or what we are, what, you know, all that dissatisfaction, then we rob ourselves of enjoying who we are in that moment, in any given moment, because that's all we can bring to the table to our creative practice at any given point in time, right? Like, I'm who I am today. And when I sit down to do my writing, that's what I bring to the table. And whether I have my 12-pack abs or, right. you know, I, I don't know, or whether I do a master class in, in argument and <laughs> learn that, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I think that because we're always future focused, I think doing what, being able to do what you talked about and being more self-aware, like taking time to reflect in a particular moment is super helpful to, to kind of slowing things down mm -hmm. as opposed to like, oh, you know, I just wish I wasn't like this. I wish I didn't do this. And being like, I just did that and it's okay. And, you know, you can delve into why and stuff like that or why you feel that way. and Or just think what would feel better. Yeah. And so part of that reflection is, is kind of just taking a pause. And you can do that on a lot of different levels too, right? You can do that like, hey, I'm going to take a week off my creative practice and reset a little bit. Um, Eric Meisel has this technique that showed up in his uh, blog. You breathe in for five seconds, you breathe out for five seconds. You train yourself to do that. And then you take a thought and you think half of the thought on the in-breath and the rest of the thought on the out-breath. And, and that's it. And it's just a, like a way to recenter yourself in a little moment. And I think doing that, you know, also helps with perspective because I think that's a big part of all this too, is we lose perspective of hey, again, this is where I am now and it's okay and I'm doing things that I love and I actually have a pretty good setup around me. I have family, you know, whatever. Whatever the things are that make you feel good, just taking time to remember that. And, you know, some people might do gratitude lists and things like that, which are fine. But if you really strap for time, that 10-second thing isn't a bad, yeah. bad thing to remember either. And I do have a little prescription of a show for you to watch called To Spring From The Hands. Paulus Berenson. Yeah. It is amazing. And he, uh, it's just basically a little, a beautiful documentary about this man who practices creativity every day. And I loved his, his line that said, hey, we were put here to shine, you know, like don't dim your light, do what you enjoy. And it's a beautiful documentary and I just recommend it highly. That's fantastic. And I love to right? like when people say, do what you enjoy. Some people are like, well, I don't, I don't know, know what I what enjoy. Exactly. And so that and goes. And he tries stuff. Yeah. Well, right. And I, I just say that goes back to, you know, give yourself permission to follow your curiosities, to try things and to suck, to fail, but also give yourself permission to celebrate the little wins too. I think a lot of times we're so forward focused that we forget to, and we kind of rob ourselves of joy. You know, I, I know I do it when I finish like a draft of a story or a novel and like, well, yeah, but it's not perfect. So there's still a lot of work to do. And it's like, man, you just did that. Like you spent a year 
writing this, you know, 100,000 word thing. And uh, that's a, a, an accomplishment in and of itself. And it says a lot about, I think it says a lot about me. It's like, well, okay, if you ever think, oh, I don't stick to things. It's like, well, you did <laughs> exactly. and you do. And, you know, just finishing something is huge in the creative realm too, right? Like you can dabble and leave a bunch of unfinished works and never finish anything, but finishing something is a big deal. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Looking for evidence of your joy and your connection and your positive attributes rather than constantly pointing out, because I, I feel like it's societally, it goes back to that idea of never point out your good points and all that stuff, that's right? Because right? that's very arrogant and you should point out your faults before anyone else can that's and right, all that kind right. of stuff. And That's another podcast we're going to start <laughs> yeah, called exactly. Everything That's Wrong With Me. It's going to be a <laughs> thousand part series. Um, yeah, no, it, it's interesting too. And it, I think it goes along with the idea of as you look at those accomplishments and celebrate them, also looking back into the previous year, we all have memories of when we felt pretty excited about something or when something got us, you know, really going. And I think you can use that as a roadmap to what might do that for you in the future as well. Yeah. And so we will end this by giving you permission and giving ourselves permission to fly off into the new year, being curious to kind of muddle and stumble through the year, knowing at the end of it that we will leave a trail of awesomeness in our wake. Evidence of a life well lived. I don't know what that comes from, but it's yeah, something. It is. And so we hope that you're excited about 2022 and all the years, really, creative practice, just a lifetime of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we look forward to having you join us on our journey as well as we continue the Creative Double Shot. And then we'll see you next time on the Creative Double Shot. <laughs> <laughs> as always, share if you find any useful nuggets in here or just enjoy it. Yeah. Pass it along. If you've got any creative friends who feel like they're struggling or always seem down in the dumps, send them this way and they'll, in one way or the other, feel better about themselves, (laughs) which is awesome. And uh, We're either role models or cautionary tale. That's right. (laughs) Cautionary role models. It's my favorite. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Creative Double Shot. See ya. (laughs) 